Welcome to Kingdom Perspective Broadcast with Dr. David O. Ogaga. We'll be sharing the world this morning and uh, I'm going to be simple. Uh, there is something the Lord was sharing with me. I see I have a restriction to talk about that. But I may be sharing on it, but I'm still meditating, I'm still brewing on it. And uh, it has to do with why Jesus failed the multitude with two fishes and five loaves. Five loaves, two fishes. Significant of those things. Why God asked Saul through Samuel to get two loaves and not five. He got two loaves. David got five loaves from Ahimelech. Jesus fed five people with five loaves. Very significant. I'll share that with you. But I'm still meditating. There is still a lot that God is bringing my way along that sign. And he's telling us something very critical. That we must shift from Pentecost to something greater. Because Saul was a Pentecostal. And he got two loaves. The two loaves he got were wheat. But the five loaves David got were barley. And the barley was the loaves that Jesus used to feed the 5,000. We look into that. But God is saying there's a need to shift from wheat to barley. Hallelujah. But this morning I want to share something very simple from the book of Isaiah. It's a popular scripture that you know. Almost everybody talks about it, but I want us to look at it this morning. What is he talking about? Isaiah 60, verse 1 and 2. I will probably deal with verse 2, but I'm going to be dealing with verse 1 this morning. And I want you to pay close attention to it because it's very vital. Hallelujah. So here we go, Isaiah 60, verse number 1. Arise. Let me first make a little bit of correction there. When people quote this scripture, what it says, arise and shine. There is no and. We are adding to this scripture, maybe to make sense out of it. The Bible simply says, arise, shine. Is that okay? Arise, shine. For the light is gone. In other words, as soon as you arise, you start shining. And the reason why you start shining is because your light has come. When you say arise and shine, it's like saying you arise and you begin to think of what to do next. But arise, shine. Rise up now and shine instantly. You rise up, you begin to shine. Why? Because the glory is come unto you, which is the light. And the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. Now, the light and the glory are synonymous. They're more or less the same thing. But you must understand who the glory of the Lord is. The glory of the Lord is Jesus himself. Is that okay? Is the express image and glory of God. Hebrews chapter 1 tells us that. Verse 2, that's what he says. Jesus is the glory of God. Is that all right? Praise the living God. So he said, Arise, shine, for the light is come, and the glory of the Lord is upon thee. Now, verse 2 says, we're going to deal with verse 2 subsequently, but it says, for behold, the darkness shall cover the earth and gross darkness the people, for the Lord shall arise upon thee, and his glory shall be seen upon thee. Amen? Now the first thing I want you to understand that this particular passage was a prophetic scripture. It was prophetic of the church that was going to come forth. It was prophetic of, as it were, the establishment of God's kingdom and the people that are going to experience that kingdom. God was simply saying that this is what I'm about to do through Isaiah. Isaiah basically was a kingdom preacher. Hallelujah. So it was more or less a poem of congratulation to Zion as her true position by reason of the coming of the Lord to her as the mother church. Hallelujah. 
It's like saying the coming of the Lord will bring his glory to the church. And one of the ways by which this glory was going to manifest or diffuse into the nations was through the gospel of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So now, if you look at Luke chapter 24, Luke 24, verse 47, the Bible says, and the repentance or remission of sin should be preached in his name. This is talking about John the Baptist when he was born and the prophecy that came about Jesus. Among all nations beginning at Jerusalem. That's the point I just want you to note. Talking about the coming of the Lord beginning at Jerusalem to the rest of the world. But the key point is, what is it that is going to be preached? In his name was going to be preached what? Remission of sins. Is that alright? Hallelujah. He's talking about a remission of sins that in his name shall be preached to all nations, but beginning from where? From Jerusalem. So he's talking about a new church that is coming forth. As at that time, the relation to Isaiah 60. It was prophetic of yourself and myself. So the first thing we need to experience or that we are experiencing is that God had forgiven us our sins by reason of his coming down. Now I'm going to make you see why there has to be the word arise. In the first place, it relates to Israel again. Let's look at Isaiah 3 verse 24. Isaiah 3 24. The Bible says, And it shall come to pass that instead of sweat, smell, there shall be stink. And instead of a ghetto, a rent. And instead of a well set hell baldness. And instead of a stomacher, a ghetto of sackcloth. And burning instead of beauty. The men shall fall by their sword. And the mighty in the war. Hallelujah. Verse 26. And a gate shall lament and mourn. And she being desolate shall sit upon the ground. Are you getting that? So what he's saying is, is a persecution that was going to come or that came to Israel. That's the first thing. Then he's talking about, that this is where people have preached some time past and they said, well, um, you don't use cosmetics, you don't go to the saloon because your hair is going to be bowed. Scripture talks about it. And uh, he talked about the ghetto, the stomachal, you know. You know, women use this to control their stomach. Is that all right? Now, that's what the scripture is saying. But basically what he was saying is this. The whole beauty of the system of the people shall be done away with by reason of the persecution that is coming. And he's saying, by the reason of the war, their men shall die. And their women will have, as it were, lost their husbands and lost the system that enables them to look beautiful. That's what he was saying. And they are going to be sitting down and mourning. Is that okay? But remember, he's dealing with the whole church as a nation. Are you there with me? So now he says, arise. Arise from where? From being on the ground. Look at the next verse. I mean, the last verse says, And her gaze shall lament and mourn, and she being desolate shall sit where? Upon the ground. So what he's saying, arise from your sitting position, for your light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen where? Upon you. Hallelujah. Are you understanding what I'm saying? He said, arise. What he's saying? Get out of the ground. So what am I trying to make you understand? Is there any money situation in your life? God is saying, wake up. Arise from that situation because what we enable you to shine is come. By implication, it's about time the church should arise and shine in the midst of darkness. Hallelujah. A few days ago, I was getting crazy in my mind. We are human. I have so many thoughts bothering me, so many things essentially about you and about the gospel. Nothing else. Many thoughts has come into my mind. And in the night, the Lord woke me up and gave me a word. And when I read that, I spoke to my wife. I said, look at what the Lord is sharing with me from the book of Luke. 
It was crazy. I realized that I have to trust God for everything. Maybe we need to read that. Luke 12, 24. Very important. Take a look at it. There's a need. One of the ways by which we sit in the doors is in our state of mind. It's in our confused states. Are you getting that? So many of you, you feel things are lost. Things are, look at that. He said, consider the ravens for they neither sow nor reap, which neither have storehouse nor band. And God feedeth them. How much more are ye better than fowls? At about 2 a.m., the Lord gave this to me. And I said, Lord, thank you. I therefore believe that provision is coming. I therefore know that God considers me and is thinking more about me than I'm thinking about myself. It's a way of saying, arise, stop thinking in a low state. Are you following what I'm talking about? Because I'm more conscious about your state. I'm, more, I'm, I'm thinking more about you than you're thinking about yourself. So there is a need for us to arise. What state do you find yourself right now? Are you in a low state? The Lord is speaking to you this morning. It's about time you could do what? You arise. And not just arising, there is a need for you to shine. Why? For your light is come and the glory of the Lord is reading upon you. Okay. The word arise actually means arise from the dust in which thou have been sitting as a morning female captive, as a church. That's what it means. Arise from that condition, like we read in the book of Isaiah 3, verse 24. Get out of that slumbering state. Get out of that state of feeling rejected and dejected and confused about life. God is closer to you than you can ever imagine. Hallelujah. Remember what he says. I will not forsake you, nor leave you. I am with you, low till the end of the age. Your condition may be rough. But God is still there. Hallelujah. Amen. You need to understand it because it's very critical. So that thought will not kill you before your time. I was counseling with somebody in Malaysia. I'm glad this morning I saw him when he sent me a note. This guy was going to the point of committing suicide. All because of marital failure. He was on the point of committing suicide. So as he was talking to me, I sensed the spirit strongly and I told him, this is what you are deciding to do. He calls me dad. And he said, dad, you are right. So because I'm frustrated, my pastor can't understand me, my father can't understand me, nobody's understanding me. Then I feel life is no longer worth living. Then I say, you don't have to go that way. I gave him two scriptures. And this one he sent in, thank you, you saved my life. Thoughts can kill you before your time. Are you getting what I'm saying? So God is saying you better arise. And it's as you come up, I'll make you see. Something will begin to happen. When he says shine, you know what it means to shine? It's not to say, how will I put it? Go around the street and begin to shine. What it really means is be enlightened. Do you understand it? Be enlightened. For the light cometh. Get understanding. Come to the place where your spiritual enlightenment will even begin to affect other people. Be enlightened. Get to know something better. Arise. Enlightened. Get out. That's what he's saying. Did you get that? It's about time. Because you see, when he say gross darkness, darkness equals ignorance. Is that okay? Good. But your light, when it says arise, shine, in other words, get enlightenment so that you don't suffer the same thing people suffer who are in darkness of ignorance. Knowing the will of God, knowing what God has in mind, will keep you going in the midst of gross darkness upon the face of the earth. So it's about time the Bible says you do what? Be enlightened. Get to know some things that you need to know about yourself. Praise the living God, somebody. Arise! Understanding when it comes to you. Remember, Scripture says, my people are destroyed for what? Lack of knowledge. I believe in prayer. My family can testify to that. But the Bible didn't say men are destroyed because they didn't pray. 
He said, I'll destroy because they lack knowledge. Can you get that? The truth you know shall set you free. That's an enlightenment. Are you getting what I'm saying here? So arise. How are you going to arise now? You come to the consciousness of the fact that God is for me and not against me. And not just that. As you come out of that, seek him. Seek knowledge from his face. Seek light from his face. Let enlightenment come to you. Let understanding come to you. Knowing fully well what God thinks about you. That is what it means to shine. Are you still there? How many of you understand that a man that has knowledge can give orders to people who have no knowledge? To be a true leader, in fact, a man that is educated and enlightened can lead people. I'll give you an example. The Bible tells us that Elijah spoke to Ahab that he had better start his chariot because the rain is about to fall. Now, Elijah spoke to a king and the king began to run. Why? Because he has no understanding of what God wants to do. Are you getting what I'm talking about? A man that has understanding can give orders to anybody. That is how you shine. You shine because you have knowledge. You know what God is doing. You know what he intends to do. At that stage, you cannot be tossed to and fro by anybody. The Bible tells us in the book of Chronicles about the sons of Issachar. How many of you read that? The Bible says the sons of Issachar knows the times and the season. What does that mean? The time and the season that Israel should go to war. Therefore, the king himself, like in David, have to respect that tribe and give them prominent position and listen to them because they can tell him when to go to war and when not to go to war. That also is the function of the church as far as the nation is concerned. So a man that is enlightened is a man that gives instruction to people. Come on, are you hearing what I'm saying here? So arise and be what? Enlightened. So that now you take the lead. So a man that is enlightened takes the lead and others follow. Praise the living God. Glory to God. So you find the truth says the church is meant to take the lead in everything we are supposed to do on the face of the earth. Because we are the ones that are enlightened about the will and the mind of God. And that is you and I. So if I ask you now, what do you know about yourself? What will you say? What do you know about your business? What will you say? What do you know about your home? What will you say? That's the question. But you are supposed to know. So arise. You know what? Stop mourning. Stop being sorrowful. Stop, you know, stop all of those things. They won't help you. Your sorrows won't help you. You're sitting down and being in sorrow. It's not going to help you one bit. You just arise and say, I am liberated. Let the redeem of the Lord say so. I am redeemed of the Lord. Are you hearing me? In the midst of that, as you arise out of that swambling state, God is going to speak some word of enlightenment into your life. And you will walk on the earth with full confidence, knowing what God has in mind for you. Amen? Praise the living God. Say so the glory of the Lord. The next thing he says, glory of the Lord is sitting upon you. Now, this is not talking about the Shekinah glory. No. I tried to mention that at the beginning. It's not talking about the glory that came at the time of the dedication of the temple. It's not talking about that. The glory of the Lord is a person. Are you still there with me? Let me show you what he's saying from the book of Malachi. Go with me to Malachi chapter 4. I remember my wife calling my attention to this passage or so few days ago and say, what is the scripture saying about this? Because she is reading through the Bible and it's very encouraging and it's reading Malachi and I say, what is God saying here? I can't get the picture. And I begin to interpret. It's always good when somebody asks a question from the scriptures. Hallelujah. So let's look at Malachi chapter 4. Verse number 2. I just want to read verse number 2. If you want, you can look at verse 1. Let's, okay, go to verse 1. Look at verse 1 and then verse 2. I read that for you. For behold, the day coming that shall burn as an oven and all the proud, yea, and that all that wickedly shall be stumbled, and they that coming shall burn them up, say the Lord of hosts, that it shall leave them neither root nor bunch. What is talking about the judgment that was going to come to Israel? 
is part of the darkness that has covered the earth. Is that okay? But look at the next verse, verse 2. But unto you, unto which people? Unto the believers, unto those who trust in the Lord. The verse 1, we have no part in them. That day that will born like an oven that will destroy things, they have no part in them, they are going to experience it. So it turns the picture and it says, but to you. I told you before, anytime you're reading the word and you come across the word but, pay close attention. You come across the word and, pay close attention. Are you following me? Okay. Remember what Jesus said. You've heard it is said, but I say, come on, are you still there with me? Yeah, you've read it before, but I say, that means the things have changed. So when you see but, a new thing is coming into place. Is that all right? And look at what it says here. But unto you that fear my name, shall the Son of righteousness arise with healing in his wings, and they shall go forth and grow up as the calf of the stone, and they shall train down the wicked. For there shall be arches under the soles of your feet in the day that I shall do this, see the Lord of hosts. What do you mean, Son of righteousness? S U N of righteousness. Who is he talking about? It's about Jesus Christ. Are you getting that? So, the verse 1 connects to verse 2 of Isaiah 60. The time of gross darkness that shall cover the earth. But for you who fear the name of the Lord, shall the Son of righteousness arise with what? Healings in his wind. Let's take a look at this. When John the Baptist was giving birth to. Look at Luke chapter 1. Luke chapter 1, verse 76 to 78. Look at it. And thou child, that is after John the Baptist kind of was given back to the prophetic word came. And thou child shall be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his way, to give knowledge. Hallelujah. What is he giving? Knowledge. Arise, be enlightened. To give knowledge of salvation unto his people by the remission of their sins. Through what? The tender mercies of our God, whereby the day spring from a high has done what? Visited us. That day spring is the sun of righteousness. Did you get that? And who is this day spring? I repeat, is Jesus Christ. The day spring has visited us. Very important you understand this because it's very critical. Let me read a little bit further for you to understand. Let me read it from the message translation. You can write it from verse 1, from the message translation. Malachi chapter 4. Malachi chapter 4, verse 1. Message. Count on it. The day is coming. Raging like a forest fire. All the people, all the arrogant people will do evil things, will be burnt up like stove wood, burnt to crimson, nothing left but scorched earth and ash. A black day, verse 2. But for you, sunrise, hallelujah. The sun of righteousness will dawn on those who honor my name, healing, radiating from his wings. You will be bursting with energy. Like cause frisky and frolicking, and you will tramp on the wicked. There will be nothing but on the arches under your feet on that day. But what I want you to see is the, the, the last part of verse 2. You'll be bursting with what? Energy. Like cause frisking and frolicking, you'll be bursting with energy. Let's, let me tell you something. As Christ keeps coming upon us with healing, there will be transformation within our system. Let me explain this. Scripture says, I wish above all things that I may prosper, I be in health, even as your soul prospereth. Now, we do not only need to live in health, we must move from just living in health to becoming immortal people. Are you following me? So, sicknesses is not part of the package that Jesus brought. 
For those of you who fear my name, healing wings from his praises will come upon your life. When men are sick, you will say, I am strong. When men are down, you will say, rise. You will be the one to tell them to rise because then you are already standing. Let me still explain something to you. Second Peter 1. 2 Peter 1. Praise the Lord. Look at this. Verse 19. We have also a sure word of prophecy, a more sure word of prophecy. Whereunto you do well that you take heed, as unto a light that shineth in a dark place, until the day dawn, until the day star arise where? In your heart. The day star is the same thing as the day spring, it is the same thing as the sun of righteousness. Now he's saying here, the word of prophecy carries Christ. And make it manifest where? In our hearts. Only as we believe what the prophetic word is saying. And Peter was quoting this from the Mount of Transfiguration. You need to understand it. When he says, the Bible made us to understand that Elijah and Moses appeared and that a voice came from the high, I mean the heavens and said, this is my beloved son in whom I will please hear, hear him. And Peter is now writing the same thing and said, we did not receive feebles, we did not receive stories, we hear the voice when he says, this is my beloved son in whom I will please. And that if you take heed to what we are saying, the son of righteousness will arise where? In your heart. By implication, the prophetic will bring Jesus to your spirit. And if Jesus dwells in you, he shall also quicken your mortal bodies. Can I hear an amen? Glory to God. Now look at what Peter, I mean Paul have to say in Ephesians 4. Ephesians 4. Look at this. Verse 14. I mean, Ephesians 5 verse 14. Mm. Let me read it from the Amplified. Ephesians 5 14 from the Amplified translation. This is what it says. Therefore he says, Awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall shine. Make day dawn. Can you get that? The day star shall arise where? In your heart. Make day dawn upon you, and give you what? Light. Same thing you find in Isaiah 60. You who is sleeping, who, you who is slumbering, how many of you understand when a man is sleeping, he can't think anymore? This is, to me, a sleep of religious activity. When there is no understanding, there is no enlightenment, there is no wisdom coming from the presence of the Lord. He said, arise and awake from your sleeping states. And Christ shall shine, bring the new day in your heart, and it's going to give you what? Light. So arise, be enlightened, for your light is come. And the glory of the Lord has risen upon you with healing in his wings. Praise the Lord. Amen. Now, if you look at Malachi 2, which we just read before, it talks about his son. I want you to picture something from the natural sun. You know, the sun by the rays of the light and the heat. Brings revival. It revives things that are dead. It cheers and it fructifies all the crops on the earth. You know, you have to think about photosynthesis. Is that okay? Come on, are you listening to me? Good. When the sun comes down, photosynthesis begins to take place. And what's the next thing? The plants will begin to do well. They'll be so greenish. And the next thing is fruit will begin to come out of them. Are you following me? So this is the same picture the Lord is painting before us now. And what is he saying? He's saying, if the son of righteousness arises with healing in his wings, which has to do with his rays of the sun as it were in the natural, but now we're talking about spiritual rays, what's the next thing that happens? There's going to be a revival within your system. If there are dead cells in your body, there will be healing on those dead cells. 
Are you getting what I'm talking about? If these are failing in your life, there will be a kind of revival, a quickening, a new thing will begin to happen when the sun of righteousness begins to arise upon your life. What am I saying? There is a place in God where sickness can never be mentioned. Can I hear an amen? When the healing of this thing begins to come, the rays of his presence overshadowing you, a newness of life, revival begins to take place. You'll be fruitful. Because one of the things that happens when the sun comes upon a plant is that the plant eventually becomes fruitful. Is that all right? Even so, the same. How many of you understand that spiritually speaking, you are trees? The Lord calls you trees of righteousness. Get the man that Jesus healed, I think in the book of Mark chapter 4 or thereabout. The Bible said he touched his eyes and he said, what do you see? He said, I see men as what? As trees. And that is the way God sees you. Jesus said, I'm the tree of life. How I many of you understand that? And he said, he that have a comment, shall I give to eat of the tree of life that the midst of what? Paradise. He is the tree of life. Glory to God. He was speaking in the book of Luke and he said, Hey, you don't need to think about me. You don't need to bother about me. If they would do this to a green tree, how much more they dry. He referred to himself as a tree. And every tree bears fruits. So when the sun begins to come upon you, what am I saying? You are bound to be fruitful. So arise. Be a light to the fact that God wants you fruitful and is doing things to make you fruitful. And there is a healing presence right now that is releasing upon the face of the earth. You can bask in the glory of his presence. And what is the next thing? You must be fruitful. On all sides, in your physical body, you've got to be fruitful. In your business, you've got to be fruitful. There is healing that is coming right from his presence. They that fear my name shall the son of righteousness arise with healing in his wings. Hallelujah. Are you following me? So we are saying, Jesus, by the influence of his grace and spirit, shall quicken, awaken, enlighten, warm, invigorate, heal, purify, and refine everyone that believes in him. Hallelujah. By his wings, all his rays. There is an awakening that is taking place. There's a revival taking place within your system. Are you hearing me? There is healing taking place within your system. Jesus is doing all of this thing through his spirit and his grace. Praise the living God. Amen. And he's sending his thought. But one thing you need to understand is this. It is through the gospel. That is sending all of these things. Hallelujah. You know, Paul says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is what? The power of God unto salvation. I'm not ashamed. So the only thing that brings salvation to men is the gospel. Every other thing we do, okay, fine, agreed. But it is true and only the gospel that man can receive salvation. So your understanding, as you begin to receive what I'm talking about, as you begin to receive what the scripture is saying, as you begin to believe into what the scripture is saying, there is a change that's taking place within your system. Hallelujah. Are you following what I'm saying? It's so easy. The rays of the sun are the truth of his gospel and the influence of his spirit that is being right now diffused into the earth through ministers of God, especially genuine ministers of God. Hallelujah. Amen? And he said, you shall go forth as cars of the store. How many of you have witnessed, I remember in the village, you see these little um, other goats in the morning. Sometimes when you open the door and they are coming up. Do you see the way they jump? Huh? Okay, many people, you always catch that very well. You see the way they behave? But their lifestyle is so different. As they are coming out, they start jumping. And, you know, funny. That's what he said. They are strong. They are agile. They have expectation. They are very happy. The Bible says, when the sun begins to rise on you, that is the way you're going to behave. Enough energy. 
Don't get the burning in your oh, your body is broken. No, 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 no. You wake up strong and hijacked. Hallelujah. Because something is taking place in your system. Man, I'm saying even if you're sick right now, something is happening to that sick spot in your life and there is healing taking place in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Glory to God. You know what I say? You're going to have energy. One of the things he was speaking to the Jewish people in the book of Malachi, what he was saying, to them that fear my name, right? That the son of righteousness arise with healing in his wings, and they should jump as Now, this has to do with what was actually going to happen in Jerusalem in AD 17. Now, what he was saying is this. All those who fear my name and believe into what I'm saying, when the destruction of Jerusalem is coming in AD 70, they have enough energy to run out of the city. Praise the living God. Are you following me? So when the Roman soldiers came and blocked the city in AD 70, locked up the whole place, all of a sudden they opened up again. And what happened? All the Christians who believed what Jesus said, they ran out of the city into a place called Pella. None of them was killed. None of them was destroyed. What am I saying? No matter what is going on today, whether there be sicknesses, whether there be diseases, whether there be viruses, call it Ebola, anything they want to call it, there is enough energy for you to escape from the presence of those things in the name of Jesus. Yeah. What they're destroying people is not meant to destroy you. Arise and be enlightened, for the glory of the Lord is come upon you it is your time it is your season to reveal who you are in god praise the living god you know what it means when he said you didn't only have energy and he said you shall grow up as calf of the stall you know what is trying to say there you're going to be full of health of life of spirit satisfaction and you're going to be happy. Amen? You're going to have enough energy, not just that, but you're also going to be full of health. Man, you're going to have health. Hallelujah! When Jesus begins to come upon your life with the healing wings, health is your portion. You're going to be full of life. You see people sometimes look at it and say, man, you're just bubbling with life. I mean, that's what I'm talking about. So if you're weak, you're going to be strong. If you're afraid, you're going to be hijacked. If your eyes are dim, you're going to see. In the name of Jesus. That's what he's talking about. That's what he's talking about. Let me show you something very interesting. But I'm happy about this. Look at that. Revelation 21 and verse 20 to 23. Full of health, of life. And spirit. Your spirit is not going to be down. Your spirit will be up. It's going to be strong. There will be joy in your spirit. Your soul will not be bowing down continually by reason of pressures of life. You're going to be alive when the healing wings keep on rising upon your life. They that fear my name shall the son of righteousness arise with healing in his wings. Hallelujah. Are you there in Revelation 21? Talking about the temple of the Lord. Look at this. Verse 22. I saw no temple therein. What is he saying? I couldn't see the kind of temple that was in the wilderness anymore. I saw no temple therein, for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are the temple of it. This new church, our covering is God Himself. Can I hear an amen? Yeah. I saw no temple. Two things you need to understand I do not see a physical temple, and I do not see an individual temple. By that, you must also come to the place. Thank you, Father. You must come to the place where the issue of self should die. You know, in First Corinthians, remember what he says? He said, know you know that you are the temple of the Lord? Have you read in the book of First Corinthians chapter 6? Know you know that temple of the Lord? Is that okay? Okay. Are you there with me? But he's not saying, listen, in Second Corinthians 6, I'm sure. I'm sorry. Now, he's saying, listen. I saw no individual temple. For the Lord and God himself are the temple of this city. 
So we are all inside the temple. There is no individual identity. That is why there is a need. On Friday, though, if you were not here, you missed something very seriously. You know, the Bible says, you're talking about the need for unity. In 1 John chapter 1, verse 7, it says, we share fellowship together. The blood of Jesus cleans us from what? All righteousness. That's the power of fellowshipping together. That's the power of unity. And Hebrews 10 says, unlike some people who forsake the assembly together of themselves. So God wants to assemble the people. Hallelujah. God wants to assemble the people. God wants to... How many of you understand? I can share so much on that. But listen to this. Remember, when Miriam sinned in the wilderness, what happened? The Bible says they took him out of the camp and keep him somewhere else. Is that all right? It's like this Ebola issue. I have to keep them away. What are you going to... Quarantine? Yeah. So, Miriam was quarantined for seven days to get healed out of the leprosy. Are you following what I'm talking about? Now, it all means when you're quarantined, you're no longer among the people. And that's a symbol of sin. When sin comes into your life, you are separated. But the Bible is saying when you're in the midst of the people, the presence of the Lord, the glory of the Lord cleans you from all what? Unrighteousness. Can you see that? Now, when they were in the wilderness, the glory was over the children of Israel. But as far as Miriam was concerned, at that point, the glory could not cover her because she was not in the midst of the people. And so when you forsake yourself from the assemblies of the saints, you are only separating yourself and making yourself a prey to other people to attack you, for other things to attack you. Praise the living God. You become one alone. You are just alone there. How many of you understand that even if a hunter is on the field, if you see an animal that is alone, it's easy for the animal to be killed. Come on. Are you following that? But if there are many, he would not want to shoot. He will be so confused because there are many. There will be no target. This one is running that way. No. He will just carry his gun or whatever. He can't kill anyone. But if the animal is alone, it's easy. Now, when you separate yourself from the fellowship of the Lord, you make yourself alone. And the Bible is saying, don't forsake yourself from the assembly of the saints. Hallelujah. So I saw no temple there on. Individuals must go. We got to be one. We got to be corporate people. We got to muster more energy. What did the Bible say? One shall put a thousand to flight, and two shall put what? Ten thousand. Take the ratio of one to two. A thousand and ten thousand. But the kingdom I'm looking for is verse number 23 here. And the city, not one temple now. The city, not one house. Come on. Is anybody following this? What makes a city? Many houses equal what? A city. Now God is dealing with a city and not a house. And the city had no need of the sun, neither of the moon, to shine in it. For what? The glory of God, the light in it. And the lamb is what? The light thereof. Who is the lamb? Jesus. Arise. Shine. The light is come. And the glory of the Lord risen upon you. Can you see it now? What do you mean the city have no need of the sun? The sun and the moon are natural things. Is that okay? They are natural elements that assist. In the night, the moon shines. In the day, in fact, Scripture says the moon rules the night and the sun rules the day. How many of you understand that? Through the sun, we get natural things. We get our crops to do well. All of those things like I explained before. But what is God saying? There comes a time in your life when your life is not dependent upon natural things for survival. The city have no need of the sun or the moon. Natural things no longer govern your life. What is happening in the natural is no longer part of your system. This is a city that have Jesus alone as a light. No need of the sun, no need of the moon. Come on, are you following what I'm talking about? Natural things no longer guide you. Natural things no longer rules you. The environment no longer controls your life. Jesus is the light. Are you following what I'm saying here? As you walk, you are not going to be guided by what you see. Even if the whole place is collapsing, you're still going to be alive. Read of the story of the building that collapsed in Lagos and somebody of about 45 years old, after five days, walked out of the place. 
No scratch, nothing. That is the kind of life I'm talking about. No matter what happened, you're going to come out. Are you following what I'm talking about? Natural things can destroy you because you're not going to depend on natural things. That means natural economy can no longer control your life. Just like the Lord was speaking to me, you are much more than many fowls. Are you still here with me, somebody? Natural economy can control your life. Situations around you are no longer what guide you by the light that dwells right in the midst of that city. You have no need of the sun or the moon anymore. I see your hair springing forth. I see wisdom coming to you. I see light coming to you. In the name of Jesus Christ. You know what Jesus said? He said, I am the light of the world. In other words, I've come to lighten men. He says, the light that lighteneth every man that cometh into the world. What is that supposed to mean? I have come to give understanding and wisdom to people. In other words, when you trust in him and not natural situation, understanding will come to you, that meaning you are now arising. And as you begin to arise, your environment can no longer rule your life. We must be a people that are ruled by the Spirit. We must be a people that are ruled by Christ himself. He is our light and he is our wisdom. Can we stand up and pray for no matter what happened, no matter what you're passing through, I am declaring to you this morning that the rays of his glory is coming upon your life and you shall begin to have strength. You shall receive energy. You shall receive wisdom. God is healing you even now. In every situation, you can believe God for that. You can trust him for what is going on right now. To them that trust in the Lord, that fear his name, shall the son of righteousness arise with healing in his wings something is happening to you right now a change is taking place in your life you can no longer depend on natural things you can no longer depend on natural situations begin to talk to God begin to talk to God there are some things in your life that you find to be very contrary but I'm saying right now there is a glory, a revelation of his presence that will dispense all of that. If the Lord can speak to me because of the thoughts in my mind, he can speak to you right now. No matter what is going on, you are not a confused person anymore. Arise! Receive enlightenment for your light is come. And the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. Awake, thou that sleepest, and Christ shall give thee light. Awake out of religion. Awake out of spiritual slumber. Awake out of confusion. And Christ shall give thee light. You can't be confused anymore. be confused anymore because there is a great light that God is bringing forth your way right now. To them that fear my name shall the son of righteousness arise with healing in his wind. There is a big difference between a mouse and a rabbit. Even though they are of the same species. There is a glory for my sons. Even though they are human. I've separated them to myself. And my glory is upon them. My quickening power can move through you. My quickening spirit can awaken you from the depth of slumbering. I have come that I might reveal myself. No longer in shadows or darkness or speeches. But in plain language. So that you can receive me. And become whom I intend you to be. 
I will strengthen your works only if you can hearken to my voice. I will strengthen your feeble knees if only you can hearken diligently to my words. I do not just speak for my words is spirit and their life. They create and the purpose of sending my word is to create that which have not been created. Your expectation is too small for what I have in mind for you. Your thoughts are too far away from my intentions for you. You are not a mouse. Now that you are a rabbit, you are my image. Thank you, Father. We worship you, Holy Spirit. We choose not to consider ourselves like other men. We choose to accept your word for our lives. That your glory is upon us. So we receive those healings. We receive those enlightenment. We receive strength. We receive health. We receive life. And we shall be strong. We shall be strong. We shall be strong. Thank you, Father. For your healing presence, for your enlightenment. Thank you, Holy Spirit. For it's a new day for us. We believe it, we receive it, we declare it, we proclaim it. Because as we believe, so we are spoken. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. For further information and message order, please call plus 234 803 Or you can visit our website at www.gkai.net. God bless you.